Peel for a beautiful smile, the life of Riley for laughs. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's P-E-E-L, Peel, and just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. Chester A. Riley has been in many straits, but for the first time in his career, he's had a run-in with a fishbone. It happened during lunchtime at the California aircraft plant where Riley worked. And right now, we find him in the infirmary, being examined by the company doctor. Doc, I'm choking. I'm strangulating. I can't breathe. Give me oxygen. Oh, come now, Riley. It can't be as bad as all that. What happened? I swallowed a fish, and he stabbed me. Is that all? A little fishbone. Little? The whole fin is stuck in my throat with part of the rudder. <laughs> I can't get any air through my gills. Now, open your mouth, Riley, and we'll take a look. Say, ah. Ah. Oh. <laughs> What's the matter? Now he's trying to go upstream. <laughs> There's no bone lodged in your throat. But it did make a slight scratch. It'll be all right in a few hours. Oh, oh j just a little scratch, huh? Oh, gee, that's great. Uh, thanks, Doc. I'll see you around. Uh, one moment, Riley. It seems that you have a condition much more serious than a fish bone. A chicken bone? <laughs> no. Now open your mouth again. Uh, Say, ah. Ah. Mmm. Mmm. Is that serious? Well, not too serious. That is, if you have them taken out right away. Taken out? How can you see my appendix from way up here? <laughs> not your appendix, Riley. Your tonsils. Oh. Oh, is that all? No, I don't think I'd bother having them taken out. I, I've had them all my life, and they've become sort of attached to me. Now, look here, Riley. If you don't have those tonsils out immediately, serious complications might develop. Otitis media septicemia, rheumatic endocarditis, quincy. Quincy? So, you can see that an operation is really necessary. Operation? How else would you have them taken out? Well, I... I... Can't I just wait until they get ripe and drop off? <laughs> now, now, Riley, a tonsillectomy is as simple as ABC. We just take a small instrument about to... Oh, it's no bigger than this. And then... Snip, snip, and they're up. I'll make a reservation for you at the hospital. Oh. Those tonsils must come out. Oh, hello, Riley. Hello, Dumplin. Hello, Daddy. Hello, children. Well, you're home early, dear. I've... Well, Riley, what's the matter? I can tell by your face there's something wrong. Peg... I'm a sick man. I'm doomed. Oh, Riley. Gee, you better sit down, Pop. Oh, here's a pillow, Daddy. Thanks. Can I put on your slippers? Okay, but you'll find them a little too big for you. <laughs> oh, Riley. Riley, what's happened? 
I saw the doctor today. The doctor? About what? Peg. Peg, you've got to be brave. Prepare yourself for a shock. Oh, Riley, dear, what is it? Doctor, Tim. Otitis medium, rheumatic end of carditis, <laughs> and September simia. Oh, oh, gosh, Pop. Oh, 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 Riley. Yeah, that's what I'll get if I don't have my tonsils out. Tonsils? Yeah. Is that all? Oh, tonsils. <laughs> gosh, Pop, I thought you were going to kick the bucket. Oh, Daddy, you're... <laughs> yeah, go ahead, laugh, laugh. It's a big joke. I'm glad to see my tonsils tickle you. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear, but there's nothing to a tonsil operation. Mm, nothing, she says. They're just going to slit my throat from ear to ear and rip out my tonsils. And that's nothing. Oh, Pop, they may not even cut them out. I knew a kid at school that had his burned out. <laughs> burned out? No, 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 nothing to it. Nobody's going to shove no blowtorch down my throat. <laughs> I ain't going to the hospital. Now, be sensible, Riley. If those tonsils have to go, they have to go. Yeah, but I don't want to go with them. <laughs> Daddy, stop exaggerating things in your mind. Gee, Pop, I never thought you'd be a coward. Who's a coward? I'm just worried about, uh, uh, about your mother and you kids. Well, don't worry about us. We'll be all right. Well, okay. I feel better now. Good. You ought to know by now that I'm no coward. I'm not afraid of anything or anybody. Remember the time on Ebbets Field when that big six-foot umpire got the licking of his life? I was one of the 12 guys that did it. <laughs> sure, sure, Pop. I, I, I'm sorry. You're no coward. After all, what is it to a little tonsil operation? The doc told me exactly how to do it. Why, of course. There's nothing to worry about. Of course not. You see... Say, just take a knife. It's about as big as, uh, uh, from here to where Junior is standing. And they shove it down your throat, and then they chop, chop, chop. Oh. Riley, he's fainted. <laughs> Oh, hello, Waldo. How are you? Oh, my aching back. What's the matter, Waldo? Trouble with your wife again? Yes, we had an awful argument, and suddenly something fell on my head. What was it? It was me. <laughs> oh, I got worse trouble. I got to go to the hospital tomorrow. Hospital? Uh, Nothing serious, I hope. I'm afraid it is, Waldo. Tonsils. Oh, that isn't serious. Any good surgeon could perform that operation blindfolded. Blindfolded, huh? Well, if my doctor wants to get paid, he better peek. <laughs> my, you are in a state. Say, that Mrs. Bennett down the street had her tonsils taken out, and the next day she was giving a party. Didn't bother her at all. Now, why don't you go and see her? She'll give you courage. Why, Waldo, you talk like I was a coward or something. 
It'll be a dark and stormy day when Chester Raleigh has to go to some helpless woman for courage. But uh, I'll go just to be neighborly. <laughs> Yes, sir? Uh, is uh, Mrs. Bennett in? Yes, sir. Who shall I say is called? Uh, Riley. Chester A. Riley. I, I live down the street. I heard that Mrs. Bennett was in the hospital, and I, uh, uh well, the same thing is going to happen to me. Uh, well, you know, I, I want to get her advice. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, come in, please. Oh, thanks. I'll tell Mrs. Bennett you're here. Thank you. Who was that, Matilda? It's a Mr. Riley from down the block, ma'am. He must have heard about you giving birth to the twins. And I... Uh, I think he wants some advice. Oh, I guess his wife is expecting. I guess so, ma'am. Well, then you'd better finish feeding the twins, and I'll go see him. I know how nervous a prospective father can be. How do you do, Mr. Riley? Oh, uh, hello, Mrs. Bennett. Oh, please don't get up, Mr. Riley. Oh. I realize what a strain you must be going through. Just remember, this sort of thing happens every day. Now, take my case. I had two of them. Well, don't everybody have two? <laughs> oh, Mr. Riley. <laughs> but now that it's all over, my husband and I are so happy. Would you like to see them? See them? You mean you brought them home with you? <laughs> and you know something? I can't tell one from the other. Oh, well, that don't worry me. I'm, I'm leaving mine in the hospital. Oh, don't say that. You'll love them just like I love mine. If you come inside, I'll let you hold one. Hold one? In my bare hand? Oh, you'll have to use both hands, Mr. Riley. <laughs> They're quite large, you know. Large? How large? Oh, they each weigh seven pounds. Seven pounds? I don't believe it. And they eat like little piggies. They eat? Lady, what kind of tonsils did you have? They should be in vaudeville. Tonsils? Yes. What are you talking about? My tonsils. I've got to have them taken out. Tonsils? <laughs> I was talking about my two baby girls. I just had twins. You had twins? Yes. What a revolting development this is. Riley, it's getting late, dear. It's time you started to the hospital. Yeah, I know. But first, I got something to say to my family. But, Daddy, what's all this about? Well, I got something to read to you. It's in this envelope. It says... Chester A. Riley, his last will and testament. <laughs> to be read after his funeral. So now I'll read it. Riley, will you please stop this? It's ridiculous. Now listen. <clears throat> I, Chester A. Riley, being of sound body, do hereby cut up my entire estate to wit and ergo. To my beloved wife, Peg... I leave outright my entire bank account, which has always been in her name. <laughs> also, for the past three years, I have been kind of holding out a certain sum each week from my salary. Riley. I want my dear wife to have this $15. 
Which she will find in the radio behind the third tube from the left. Oh, Daddy, please. Don't interrupt, Ed. To my beloved son and pal, Junior, I leave my good name. Is that all? Junior, I ain't finished. Also, I leave him my shoe trees I got for Christmas, which he will find in my sneakers. And to my darling daughter, Babs, who in the years to come won't have her father's protecting hand to guide her when she goes out with boys, I leave these two words. Watch out. <laughs> Signed, sealed, and delivered. Chester A. Rath. Well... Those were my last words. Oh, well, I hope so. Of all the nonsense I ever heard. Now, come on, you're late. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming. Goodbye, Junior. Be a good boy. Take care of your sister. Goodbye, Pepsi. Take care of your brother. Riley, are you coming? Wait. Let me take one last look at my family. Ah, seeing you all like this. Brings a big lump in my throat. That's your tonsils. <laughs> now come on to the hospital. Well, Riley's in the hospital waiting to have a simple tonsil operation. But that's not the way Riley sees it. The way he's acting up, you'd think he was about to undergo the most dangerous operation in the annals of surgery. And right now, our patient is driving his nurse slightly insane. Nurse. Take my pulse. I just took your pulse, Mr. Riley. It's normal. Now stop worrying. You're perfectly normal. Believe me, I'm not normal. I know myself better than you do. Now just relax. Goodness, the way you act, you think you were going to die. Oh, I like to look ahead. Where's my late wife? She went out for some lunch. She'll be here when you get back from the operating theater. Theater? Are they selling tickets to look at me? <laughs> That's what they call the surgery room. Well, now, I'd better get you ready. Ready? You mean my time has come? I'm going to give you something for your nerves, then you'll feel better. Let me have your arm. Wait a minute. You ain't going to stab me with that needle? It won't hurt a bit. Now, just turn your head and it'll be over before you know it. Now, close your eyes. Oh! Get back in bed! <laughs> All I did was swab your arm with alcohol. Now lie still. <laughs> Please. Okay. Well, why don't you do it and get it over with? It's all done, Mr. Riley. Told you it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. I guess the needle wasn't very sharp. Now you just lie there and relax. The orderlies will come in and get you with a stretcher in a few minutes. Who is it? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, undertaker. That's all I need now. Come in, Digger. You can stay five minutes. Thank you. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Digger, I feel terrible. Perhaps these flowers I brought you will cheer you up. They're my favorite kind. Crocus. <laughs> Flowers won't help me, Digger. I'll leave them anyway. In my profession, we have a say. 
You may not like flowers at first, but eventually they'll grow on you. Thanks, Digger. And I also brought you this book. The title intrigued me. What is it, Digger? Undercover. <laughs> it's not what I thought it was. It's a spy story. Well, I, I ain't much of a reader. Oh, you should read, Riley. You haven't lived until you bury yourself in a good book. <laughs> ah, books. The Last Days of Pompeii. The Late George Appleton. For whom the bell tolls. I adore books. They're so gay. Digger, tell me, do you know anybody who had their tonsils taken out? Oh, yes. A very good friend of mine had his removed some time ago. He did? Well, how did he make out? How is he? He must be fine. I haven't heard from him. Now, don't worry about the operation, Riley. They put you to sleep. The doctor does his work. And you're finished. <laughs> and when you're ready to leave this place, I'll be waiting for you. Well, well, what do you mean, you, you'll be waiting for me? My vehicle will be at the back entrance. I'll help them lift you into it. Oh, no, Digger. Why not? Why waste money on a taxi when you can drive home in my sports roadster? Oh, oh, oh your roadster. Okay, Digger, thanks. Well, Mr. Riley, it's time for our little operation. Now, just roll over on this stretch. No, I don't want to go. Oh, there. come no. on. No, no I don't. Down. No, no, I changed my mind. I want to go home. Now, stop this nonsense, Mr. Riley. Lie down. Nurse, allow me. If I can't get him to lie down, nobody can. <laughs> Nurse, where am I? You're in the operating room. We're waiting for the anesthetic. Why don't they operate now and give me the anesthetic later? I had to ask to be transferred to surgery. I wasn't happy in the psychopathic ward. Where's my family? They're waiting in the solarium. Now try to get to sleep. Sleep? No. Not me. I'm staying awake to make sure that doctor knows what he's doing. I ain't taking any. Uh... Oh, nurse. Oh, Dr. Henderson. Are you ready for Riley? Riley? Yes, this case here. He's asleep. Oh, yes, the tonsillectomy. I've got two serious emergencies that just came in. I don't think I'll get to Riley today. Better take him back to his room, and I'll try to do him later. Yes, doctor. <laughs> Hey, Mom, come on. I just saw him wheel pop into his room. Oh, I'm glad the operation's over. My, it certainly was quick. Well, I hope he's all right. Here's his door. Let's go in. Oh, the poor thing's still asleep. It's the anesthetic. I guess it takes the dope a while to wear off. <laughs> well, where's the nurse? We shouldn't be left alone after an operation, should we? Oh, he's coming, too. Right. Riley, dear, it's me, Peg. Well, where am I? In your room, dear. The operation's all over. It's over? Yes. How do you feel? Oh, my throat. Well, does it hurt much, Pop? It's agony, but I can take it. 
Oh, the pain. Oh, we better call a doctor. No, no, I'll suffer in silence. Oh, the pain. Oh, oh. here, dear. Take a sip of this water. No, no, I can't swallow. Oh, try, Pop. Be brave. It might help you. Okay, I'll try. Did it hurt? It's a little excruciating. Oh, here, take another sip. Okay. Hey. Hey, now it didn't hurt at all. And you don't sound so hoarse, dear. Well, you sound more like yourself, Daddy. Yeah. Hey, I can hardly tell I've had an operation. <laughs> I tell you, this modern surgery is remarkable. Oh, I'm so glad you came through it all right. You see, Peg, you were worried over nothing. <laughs> really wonderful, but I don't understand. Uh, and listen, Peg, uh, about my will, I, <laughs> I was only kidding about that $15. <laughs> there ain't any dough in that radio. There isn't now. I've got it right here in my bag. Wait. Hello, Mr. Riley. Oh, hello, Doc. How are you feeling? Great, Doc, great. You really know your business. <laughs> Thank you. I feel good enough to go home right now. Well, that's fine. All right, orderlies, you can bring that stretcher in now. Oh, say, Doc, I don't need no stretcher to take me to the bus. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite a card. Now let's go up to the operating room. Operating room? But, Doctor, I thought the operation was all over. I wish it were. I'm so tired I can't see straight. <laughs> Wait. You mean that I... That you... That me... Oh... Riley! Oh, murder. Pops fainted again. Riley's will be back in half a minute. Remember, Teal protects teeth from cavities at the gum line. Cavities ground in by the daily use of toothpastes or powders containing harsh abrasives. Teal cleans teeth without abrasives, protects teeth from such damage. Ask for T-E-E-L, Teal, the liquid dentifrice. Well, you see, Riley, the operation wasn't so bad, was it? Well, that's because I can take it. There ain't many men that go through what I did without an anesthetic. Well, you had an anesthetic, Pop. Oh, no. I was awake right through the whole operation. Sure, you had what they call a local anesthetic. It makes you numb from the neck up. Numb from the neck up? <laughs> well, that's funny. I didn't feel any different than I usually do. from William Bendix, who in exactly 40 minutes will be on a plane heading for Washington at the invitation of President Truman. Thank you, Ken. It's a great privilege to join the annual campaign to wipe out our children's greatest menace, infantile paralysis. The March of Dimes guarantees medical care for every victim, regardless of age, creed, or color. Remember, none of us knows whose child infantile paralysis will strike next. Every dime, every dollar we give is happiness insurance for the child you love. Good night. 
Procter & Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Joseph Bell, speaking for Kreml Hair Tonic and Kreml Shampoo, and inviting you to be with us next week at this same time, when Dr. Watson will tell us... The Adventure of the Carpathian Horror. <laughs>